many people take years to accomplish something that could have been done much faster had they decided to invest in themselves. You are your brand. You are the representative of that which you're bringing. Make whatever decision it is for yourself and then take action based on that. Do not allow other people's limitations to limit yourself. Just know that if you continue to pursue and harness all those failures, all those down settings, all those setbacks, you will be successful. You will get there. Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to yet another episode of the Next Level on Purpose podcast. It is such an honor and a delight as your hostess and facilitator to bring yet another amazing guest, a guest who will not only inspire us, a guest who will not only, you know, take us through her own life experiences, but also a guest who I have a very soft spot for, a guest who has transitioned from amazing stuff. And you're going to hear that about that in a little moment, but I'll do a quick intro. My name is Joanne Muturi. I'm a coach for corporate and professional women who are looking to transition from their nine to fives to launch a business linked to their unique gifts and talents that is not only profitable, but is also scalable. We know right now times are not easy. And many of the people, you know, many of the women that I serve in corporate are like, what's next? You know, there's the recession, there's the war, we're just coming out of the pandemic. And one of the things I always tell my clients is that you need to have a plan B. Your one source of income is not sufficient, not in this century, not in this year that we are at, at the time of recording, we're in the year 2022. And I want to be able to amplify this message over and over again. And that's why I am so pleased to introduce my speaker today. My guest, her name is Sanchia Miller, and you love her story. Sanchia is a former lawyer turned property investor, and she helps entrepreneurs get started and to scale in property Sanchia has over seven years experience in the world of property and is the co-founder of a thriving property management company, transforming properties from bland to beautiful, creating profitable cash flowing assets. When I just read that out, it is very evident that that is a woman after my own heart, moving things from bland to beautiful. And that's what we do. We want you to step into your next level on purpose and create those profitable cash flowing assets using your unique gifts. So she's using her unique gifts and talents. So I'm going to hand it over to my guest, Sanchia. Welcome to the studio. I'm so happy to have you in the podcast today. Welcome, Sanchia. I want you to just say hello to our listeners and to tell us a little about yourself. 
Good afternoon. Hello. Thank you so much, Joanne, for the invite on this incredible platform. I am very, very excited. I know a lot of people say very excited, but I am genuinely excited to be here. Um, so yes, um, I'm Sanchia Miller. And as Joanne so nicely mentioned, you know, I am a former lawyer turned property investor. I do own a property management company and also assist entrepreneurs to start and scale in property as well. So quite a few hats that which I have on, but um, I thoroughly enjoy them all. That's so beautiful. And you know, Sanchi, I just want to talk about something that you've just said. You were a lawyer and then you moved into property investment. And most people usually transition to the familiar. You, like me, are very similar because I moved from banking and finance into the world of coaching, very different. So that's something that I can relate with and, you know, and I can understand. But a lot of my audience are like, what? You did what? So what I would want you to share is how was that transition for you from the familiar to the unfamiliar? That is from you being in the legal space, moving now into property. How has that been for you? Overall, it has been the best decision ever, um, transitioning from corporate and to the world of businesswoman, entrepreneur. For me, it was quite a natural progression, quite a natural decision to make. Um, and I'll take you back to when I was practicing um, as a lawyer. I'd walk into the office every morning, 8 a.m. or whatever it was, and I'd sit at my desk and I'd think, is this it? Is this what I'm going to be doing until I retire? And I realized I actually don't want this. You know, having studied for seven years or so, what is, whatever it was, practiced. And I realized this isn't actually what I want to do until I retire. And so I had to make a decision. Am I going to take a leap to do something else? At that time, I didn't quite know what that other thing would be, but I knew that I knew that I didn't want to be stuck behind a desk working for many, many years. So how was the transition? It was an easy decision to make because I knew what I wanted. But in terms of actually getting there, you know, getting off the starting blocks, that's the, that's the hardest thing. Um, I just started taking small steps. And those small steps for me was to um, start educating myself in property. So whilst I was practicing, I began educating myself in property. I began attending seminars and reading books and connecting with people in the property circles. Um, So that's how I transitioned slowly, slowly. I didn't have that magic eureka moment of, gosh, bye-bye law firm um, and hello business. That was not my story at all. And I'm sure I'll share a little bit more about that transition. But, you know, there's there's a lot of elements to it and everyone's story is different. But overall, it's been the best decision for me, 100%. What I admire about you is you prepared, you know, you educated yourself, you did the background work. I tell my clients that preparation precedes victory. Preparation precedes triumph. Yes. And you going to these conferences, you going to these events, you studying, obviously took you a few spaces high, you know, moved you a few notches higher. And I'm very curious, um, when you talk about the studying in real estate, did you work with any coaches? Did you work with any mentors? Like, did you have people who was very specific to supporting you as you moved towards this property space? 
Yes. Yes, I did. Um, for me, it was that initial decision for myself that I want to leave legals. I wanted to leave my profession. As soon as I made that decision, I started then to take action. Okay, what do I need? I need people. I need people around me. I need people who are doing what I want to do and doing it successfully. And so I started to connect with people who were in the property space and also invested in property mentors as well. Property education, property courses, training, um, mentors, you name it. I was prepared to invest in it. And, And that's that's gotten me to where I am today. Had I not invested in mentorship and training, I could quite easily say that I may not be where I am today or as far as I am today because every bit of training which I've done, I have used. So yes, it's um, tapping into property mentorship and training has definitely helped me. I'm so happy you say that. And I would want you to elaborate a little bit more on the importance of mentorship and coaching, because I know a lot of women at the level that we are speaking at usually, and I'm and we are not sort of labeling people here, but they're like, I've reached the top of my career. I know it all. This is not something new to me. I can be able to figure it out. And I found that in that figuring out on your own, you Mm. waste time. Time is wasted. And for me, when I hired a coach at the very beginning of my journey, and I've never not had a coach. I say that on every episode. I don't know how people live without coaches. I do not understand if Oprah has a coach, if Serena Williams has a coach, if Brendan Burchard, you know, Tony Robbins, uh, top in this world have coaches who is coach Joanna to have a coach you know what I mean and why I'm emphasizing on this is because many people slow their progress Mm. many people take what could be maybe just a couple of months take years to accomplish something that could have been done much faster had they decided to invest in themselves Mm. and it reminds me of the story in the bible of the Israelites a journey of 11 days took 40 years. And that came with a lot of grumbling, a lot of complaining, a lot of, oh, oh, woe woe is me and that kind of thing. And I've realized that sometimes you have to put your big girl panties on, (laughs) put your ego aside, put your pride aside and look for the necessary help that you need to help you move into your next level on purpose. It doesn't fall on your plate. It just doesn't land on your plate. You know what I mean? It's something that you have to be very intentional about. So let's talk about that a little on your end. Like, tell us how exactly some of the things that came out of that mentorship and coaching for you. I know you've said it in summary, but I really want to hop on to that because I feel you'll really help somebody today. Yes, definitely happy to delve into that a little bit more. But before I do, um, I would just say that when it comes to mentors, there's a lot of mentors, a lot of coaches out there in different fields. And even if you have mentors in the same field, that individual mentor, that person themselves is a diff- is different to someone else. And so you need to align yourself with um, someone who fits your characteristics, fits your personality, fits your learning style. Um, that is something that is very key, which I've learned over the years when it comes to mentorship. For me, I always go with recommendations where I can when it comes to mentors and coaches, etc. And within property, I niche in HMO property management. So that's houses of multiple occupancy. 
So that's my niche. So I specifically got a mentor who niched in that speciality as well. Again, you know, that was like a year's mentorship, which I, which I took within that mentorship, within that year program, I also had other mentors in terms of business and other aspects of business. And so I've always had mentors, as you've mentioned, Joanne, it's so important to have mentors and coaches. I don't currently have one now. I am looking for a new mentor slash coach, but again, I'm not jumping in or making quick decisions because I want to know what do I want to mentorship in? What is my next step? And so that's another thing I would say for the listeners is don't just be quick to just get a mentor for mental sake, you know, have a look to see what it is that you are actually wanting to achieve. Otherwise, it's just going to be a lot of heartache. I've been through that heartache myself, mm. I must say. You know, I've had incidences where I I can't really say the word is pressurized to make mm. a decision. However, I've been literally speedent to make a decision without really giving it much thought. Mm. And that did not work to my advantage. So what you've just said to the people... Uh, to our listeners is so important. Let nobody pressurize you. Let nobody push you to make a decision. It has to be a hard decision. It has to feel right. Definitely. The fit has to be right. And it has to be someone who works with the same ethos and the same values that you have. So now that we're talking about ethos and values, can you share with us what some of your core values are? You know, what are some of the ethos that guide you and direct your life? For me, definitely um, transparency. I think it's very important to be transparent in what whatever you do and how I will relate that to business and how I've used that. You know, when, when you're starting out in business, a lot of the times we've never done that business before. Yes. We've never had a client before. And so when you're out there trying to secure that first client, whatever it is, whether it's a landlord, whether it's someone on your coaching course or whatever it is, you have to just be very authentic and very transparent, you know, and just say, sometimes it may be relevant or necessary to say, you know, you are my first client, yes. you know, let's work together. Let's create something together. And so transparency for me is very key when it comes to ethos and the way I, I work, but also I, I like to have fun, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I like to put a bit of fun in that. It's not all dull, you know, it's not all mundane things. I guess that's why I left being a lawyer because not saying they don't have fun, but they're quite stiff. Um, (laughs) So yeah, I I like to have fun. And and also for me, faith as well. I'll stick with the S, fun and faith. Faith to me is very important. Faith in God, faith in Jesus Christ. And that's the whole, that's the bedrock for me. That's the foundation. And I know that everything that I've achieved from the whole transitioning from um, lawyer to property investor, it is because of my faith. It is because that's what's taking me through. This journey is hard, you know, this entrepreneurial journey is quite hard at times. Um, But if you've got that anchor and you know why you've done it um, or you're doing it or you've embarked on that entrepreneurial journey, then that is what will sustain you. So uh, there's some of my core values and ethos, which I live by. I love it. For me, faith is is just, that's it. It's the anchor. I keep telling people on the podcast and outside of the podcast that my faith is a non-negotiable. Mm. It's what leads everything that I do. I cannot detach my business from my faith. I cannot detach my marriage from my faith. I cannot detach my clients from my faith and I cannot detach my networks 
from my faith. Another way, you know, I've just mentioned the word networks. I want to have a little chat about the importance of networks. People who may be listening uh, to the podcast, I mean, some may have their awareness and many may not because this goes out to people all over the world, is that I moved to the United Kingdom where I'm currently based about five years ago. Before five years ago, I was living my merry life, my best life in Kenya. And when I moved here, it was a brand new start for me. And many people, many people get surprised when I tell them that I've only been here for the period of time that I have been. But one of the biggest things I remember my dad saying to me um, is that when you go to England, make it your home. Mm. When you go to England, build relationships. When you go to England, nurture relationships. And when you go to England, be the best person that you can be to the people Mm. that you meet there. And I made a deliberate effort to make that something that I take with me everywhere. And I can tell you that advice has gone such a long way in helping me not only build this business from scratch in a foreign country. I I think of Joseph in the Bible when I think of my story, Mm. but also... Uh, being able to create a presence in a country that I've not lived in for a period of time. And one of the things that has been a big highlight for me this year was an event that I held two weeks ago, <laughs> less than two weeks ago, called the No Limits Conference, which was a big, big deal in so many ways, very successful event. Uh, and Sanchia happened to be one of our VIP guests. She also happened to be one of our panelists who blew the participants' minds <laughs> with her, you know, with her knowledge, with her gems. She just kept throwing these value bombs out there. And I look back and I'm like, you know what, Joanne, had you not taken the advice to nurture people, to create friendships, to be able to meet people where they're at with grace and form these relationships. I don't know where I'd be right now. So that's my little, (laughs) you know, my little background story around networking, especially lately. But I'd want to hear for you, how has networking been and how was uh, the event for you as well? I'm curious. Definitely. Um, So I'll move on to the event shortly, but it was phenomenal. Um, But started with networking. When I was in corporate, networking was all surrounded around growing the law firm, whichever law firm I was working at. And it was, you know, standing around in a suit or, you know, stiff clothes and sipping on, I don't know, a soft drink or whatever it was. And um, when I stepped away from that and then started networking in my own right, as Sanchia, the entrepreneur, the businesswoman. It was a little bit daunting, if I'm going to say so, so, you know, daunting in the sense of when you're starting something new and you're stepping into new circles. And that new circle for me was property. Being a lawyer, I knew all of, I knew that. And I could walk into a room quite confidently with other lawyers and speak legal jargon and all that. But stepping out of that into property, into my business, I felt like the person who knew the least in a room. And so it took a little bit of getting going actually to network in my new role as as a property manager, as a businesswoman. And so I'd say for the listeners out there, if you are feeling a bit intimidated or maybe a bit of imposter syndrome when you go out and networking, that's completely normal. It's completely normal. I think most people, myself as well, experienced it. 
But of course, if you just keep going, you get used to the environment and then you realize you actually know quite a bit of stuff, (laughs) which is always great. Um, But networking for me, it's absolutely fundamental. And now, particularly that um, the world has opened up and we can be face to face, I am doing my best now to get into as many rooms as possible. And of course, we were at the No Limits conference a couple of weeks ago, as you mentioned, with yourself and um, Ranish, and it was a phenomenal event. Absolutely phenomenal. The venue, phenomenal. The, the people, phenomenal. The food, of course, exceptional. And the reason I invested in the conference. The reason I accepted the invitation to be, you know, a panelist is because I value the importance of rubbing shoulders with people who are doing exceptional things. And that's not necessarily in property. It could be in anything. If they're in their lane, operating in their lane with authenticity, I want to be next to you. You know, I want to be communicating with you. I want to be rubbing shoulders with you. And it was such a fantastic event. And, um, you know, I've, I've had connections since, you know, I've had meetings, et cetera, with people who were in the room. And not only is it there's their business opportunities, but the friendships, the friendships which um, you build. And, and, and it was great. It was really, really good. Yeah, I love that, rubbing shoulders with people who are doing exceptional things. Mm. And when I look back at that, that's what networking really is. Yes. I want to say this. When you go into a room and you're the smartest person in the room, walk out of that room. Yeah. You know, it's so easy for our egos to be, oh, here I am, I know it all. But one of um, my initial mentors would say that to me, that when you go to a room and everybody seems so much smarter than you or they seem to know so much more than you, then you are in the right room. Yes. Because there's something that you can learn. But also you're bringing in your essence unto you. You're also bringing in that, your energy, your vibrations, everything about you. I'm curious, Sanchia, what has been your biggest breakthrough this year? Very good question. Biggest breakthrough for me is the evolution of me. You know, I am a completely different person to who I was this time last year. You know, business has grown substantially in terms of property. Um, you know, my coaching business um, has grown as well. Um, speaking opportunities are coming left, right, and center, which is great. So I would say the biggest breakthrough is the becoming of Sanchez, so to speak, you know, finding my feet and finding who I am. You know, I'm not just a property manager. And that's the beauty of business. I started out, you know, as a lawyer, transitioned to a property manager. But since then, I've become so much more. And so I guess the breakthrough within the last year is just more creativity just flowing out of me. <laughs> I love it. And, you know, that evolution of me is something that is so powerful Mm -hmm. because it's about the being. Who is this person that you are being? Yes. And as you start stepping into her and behaving like her and doing the things that she does, you look back and you're like, I'm actually her. Yes. You know, (laughs) (laughs) I'm actually her. I love that. 
I really, really, really love that. I want us to now go into matters property because this is very important. And, you know, our audience may be like, when are they going to bring the property stuff? We want to hear what she does. She could be, you know, the person that is potentially going to help me uh, when it comes to HMOs and that kind of thing. But the first thing that I want to hear is what's one of the most common myths around property investments? is that you have to have a whole load of money before you get started. That is one of the most common myths, I believe, when it comes to property. There are so many property strategies, so many. There's so many opportunities in which people at all levels can get involved. And sharing a bit about my own story, which I'll probably delve into in, in a moment, there's, there's just a plethora of opportunities and just so much everyone can get involved in. Do not get bogged down with, I need to have thousands of thousands of pounds for a deposit to buy a house. You know, that is one of the common myths. Or millions and millions of Kenya shillings or yes. thousands and thousands of dollars or mm. thousands and thousands of euro because, you know, our listeners come from all over the world mm. or millions and millions of Naira or yes. whichever currency you're listening in from. So convert it to yourself. But now that you've said you'd want to delve a little bit into your story, I would want us to go into that. Tell us a little bit of your own investment journey. Sure. Tell us a little bit more. Definitely. So for me, before I started my property education, my personal understanding when it came to property investment was that you save for a deposit, you buy a house, you rent it out, and you use the income from that property to then repeat the cycle. Save for another deposit, buy another house. And then that's how you get onto the property ladder and you know start getting passive income from property. That was all that, that I knew. Now, when I stepped into the world of property and started looking into the different property strategies, that's just a basic buy-to-let um, property strategy. It's, it's a fantastic strategy, but it didn't work for me because I didn't have, you know, a massive lump sum of money, you know, sitting there to buy property. And so I spent probably, you know, a, a good while actually trying to gather this money together so I could buy a house. And then I realized that property management, which is what I specialize in, uh, more particularly HMO property management, is a much lower barrier to entry when it comes to property investing or controlling assets. You're not having to buy the property. You are simply managing the property on behalf of a landlord and you profit from that property. So you're profiting from property that you do not own. And so for me, that was a viable strategy in order for me to um, gain cash flow and to leave my profession um, as a lawyer. And so there's a whole load of creativity within that, but that's what allowed me to leave um, my day job. So so yes, that's, that's essentially just my high level in terms of how I um, got into property, particularly property management. And just for purposes of the audience, I'd want us to clarify what HMO stands for, because then it's a property term and our audience may not really know what that is. That's fine. So HMO stands for a house of multiple occupancy. So if you can just picture um, a five bed house, for example, if you were letting that property to a family, that would be classed as a single let because you're letting it to a single family. But for HMOs, you would let that same five bed house 
to five individual people who are unrelated. And so you would have five different tenancies, five different people in the five different rooms. And so they are two completely different property strategies, um, which generate two completely different amounts of cash flow um, for each strategy. Wow. I think you've broken a big myth for me as well, <laughs> because I've always had the same notion that, you know, save up, buy a property, finish paying off for that one, 10 years down the line, buy another one. Mm -hmm the slow cooking way because that is how many of us are raised and that's why I say education is important mm, yes you know you've just taught me something new right and and this HMO is I think is very is a very good way especially in I live right next to a uni immediately in my head I'm like oh you know the uni students uh would be perfect for this sort of thing and I could go on and on about the opportunities that were just popping up in my head. Mm. But thank you so much for sharing that. What is um, the biggest challenge that you're facing right now in your business and how are you tackling it? Biggest challenge, I would say, we've gone through a transitioning phase. Um, so I guess it's a good thing and a bad thing. Mainly good thing. We have um, taken on a, a, a massive portfolio of properties um, quite recently, probably a month or so ago. And so now you know, using the same systems which we currently have, but basically tweaking those so it can just encompass and deal with the mass scale of properties which we've just taken on. So it's been challenging. It's been difficult because not only, are you you know, are we taking on the properties themselves, um, you know, they, they come with a whole bunch of tenants as well, um, people. Um, and so when you're um, dealing with people and having to manage expectations, I would say that's been challenging to a degree, but we've been successful with it. It's been a good, a good handover process. Yeah. And, you know, it's so interesting that you talk about managing people, because I say that a lot of what entrepreneurship does is that it brings out so many elements, so many skill sets that we don't even realize that we have. I was telling a client of mine the other day, I'm the HR as I am the cook and the chef, as I am the tech person, yes. as I am the coach, <laughs> as I am the podcaster, as I am the event facilitator. You end up taking on so many different roles, but the beauty about it is that your muscle for each role builds up. So, for example, I was one of the people who, uh, in my corporate, I was working with the UN for a long time, and I would come to my computer and something could not turn on, and all I did was call the IT guy, and in a minute he came and said, Joanne, you just needed to turn the computer on. That's all you needed to do, right? You get really spoiled. You know what I mean? I would sit at my desk and, uh, you know, a cup of tea is brought to me, and you get spoiled. But what entrepreneurship has done for me is part of what Sanchez said, the evolution of Joanna as well. I've been able to become a tech superstar. Even, what, <laughs> even this recording in itself, I'm like, I've got this. You know, I understand how to, to do these things and I, I've learned them and I'm picking it up. 
you know, when it comes to handling clients, same thing. I've been blessed to have the most amazing, amazing clients. But even in the most amazing business and most amazing client experiences, there may be a few glitches here and there. It's, it's part of life. How do we handle those? You know, without getting our feelings and our emotions into it, right? And also the, the development of yourself as a brand. Yeah. You are your brand. You are the representative of that which you're bringing. So part of the training that I've had is to be an ambassador for my brand as I am an ambassador for the most high God. Mm. So you end up wearing all these different roles and so many different caps. But what you don't, we may not realize, you know, is how much we're growing, how Mm. much we're evolving, how much we're developing. And as we grow and develop, we naturally fall into what we call our next level. Mm. And that's literally where this podcast comes in, your next level on purpose. That is so amazing. Did you want to add something? Yes, I will add, because what you said just hits the nail on the head for a lot of things. Because when you start out as an entrepreneur, you literally do every aspect of your business. It's just you. And so, you know, I remember the days where I would be at properties cleaning rooms before a tenant moves in. We hadn't had a cleaner yet um, to do that stuff. And, you know, I'll be the one sending emails. I'll be the business receptionist. I'll be the one doing the accounts and everything until, as you've just mentioned, you know, you step into that next level. You know, I'm at a stage now where it's like, I actually don't need to personally do that anymore. I have a team that does that. And then there's other aspects of my business where I'm like, I don't actually enjoy that now. Let me also outsource that, which then allows room for me to then step onto, step into my next level on purpose intentionally, which I think is just so important and so key. Oh, what a great uh, addition that you've given us there. There is a unique purpose and divine calling that only you can feel in this world. As a trailblazing professional, it is very likely that you are extremely gifted. You have a lot of talents, skills, and experiences that you bring to the table. You are multi-passionate and have lots and lots of bright ideas and amazing contributions to share with the world. But sometimes you feel very overwhelmed as you're not too sure where to start and what to focus on. You need a clear strategy and a step-by-step action plan to support you. Do not worry, I get it. Why? Because I was there. Your purpose is as unique as you are and will definitely evolve as you move through life. And sometimes it's the most unconventional path that could lead you to your true north. This journey can sometimes be very hazy and ambiguous. And you'll find that you desire to have someone who gets it, a companion on this journey, someone objective, not judgmental, but knowledgeable, someone who took their own leap of faith into the unknown and came out safely on the other side to walk closely with you. Someone compassionate, but also unbiased, who can really help you see your areas of strength and help you figure out what and where to pay attention to. Help you see your blind spots and what to leverage on in whichever season of life you're in. If you're serious about creating your life by design, not by default, 
then let's speak. Please go to the show notes and you'll find a link to schedule your 30-minute complimentary clarity call with me. Go on, do it. Best decision you will make. What I'd want us to go into now is a bit of mindset because mindset is everything. I say that you can have all the business strategies in the world, but if your mindset is not in the right place, mindset is probably, in my opinion, 98% and strategy 2%. You can go to YouTube, university, as I call it. You can go to my uncle, Google. Mm. You can go to all (laughs) these resources that are available to us and you can get any information there. But even with all that information, if you do not use it with the right mindset, you'll never move anywhere. Mm. I've watched YouTube videos where somebody has given you the exact layout. I was watching one yesterday where the gentleman was talking about 10 habits that a millionaire must have. And many people will watch that, but it will literally go from one ear Mm. out the other and they will never take those things really seriously. But as I listened to the guy, he was giving the blueprint. He was giving it all because he is a millionaire. Wow. Yeah. You know, it's not some just some miscellaneous person saying what millionaires do. When a millionaire speaks, you listen. Mm. Because this person has gone through this entire evolution that we've talked about. So my ears were like a wolves. You right. know, I was listening <laughs> upright. Listening to everything that the gentleman was saying. And I realized that the first thing that he said was you really must learn to change your mindset and your perception about things. Because many of us have a lot of deceptive thoughts. We have core beliefs that are not serving us. And a lot of these core beliefs come from how we were raised. You know, I come from an African family. Sanche, you're going to tell us your background because I, go, I, I want that to come from you. But when you grow up in an African family, there are certain things that we grow up believing, you know, that you can only attain certain levels and certain things or even things around religion, like do not shoot too much for money because money can contaminate you or spoil you or or all manner of things that, you know, money does not grow on trees, but it does because money comes from (laughs) trees, right? It's paper. Paper. You know, it's paper, right? Mm. So we have all these core beliefs that we don't even realize we take with us. Mm. You know, you're a child in school and you're probably very talkative and your teacher tells you, keep quiet, you're disrupting the class, Mm. you know, and then you take that for the rest of your life because you've learned to be muzzled. Mm. Your voice has been quietened and you take that into adulthood. Why this is important is because until I did my own mindset work, I didn't realize how many shackles I still had that I did not even know I had. And I literally had to go back to the drawing board and ask myself, where do these beliefs come from? Mm. Are they true? Why am I adapting them as my own? And I had to learn to release them and s- give them back to sender. <laughs> Send <laughs> them back to the where they came from. They do not belong to me. And I'm not taking them with me to my next level. So let's talk a little bit about mindset because I think it's so crucial, especially, you know, for the my, my own, for anybody, but more so for the audience of this podcast. 
Definitely. And mindset is so key. And if you were to type in mindset into YouTube or Google, so much information would come up because it is just one of those things that a lot of people recognize that they need to change or be transformed in their mind. Um, so it's, it's, it's definitely important. And for me personally, in terms of my mindset, I started to tap into changing my mindset when I started my property education, changing my understanding about how to actually get into property. Um, that was fundamental. Reading books, you know, any, not necessarily just about property, but just about business, inspiring books, you know, documentaries, you know, people's life stories. Those sorts of things changed my mindset and opened my understanding in terms of what's possible, and more particularly through property. But what you mentioned, Joanne, in terms of the adopting people's mindsets and not allowing their fears or their failures to pull you back. Now, for me personally, working as a lawyer to then saying, you know what, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm going to be a property investor. A lot of people, family members, thought I was crazy. They probably still do think I'm crazy. Um, probably not so much now because, you know, I've, I've done well, thank God. But in terms of back then, oh my word, it was like I had made a decision which was just so outrageous. Like, what do you mean you've studied for seven years, you've practiced as a lawyer, now you're a lawyer, now you're leaving? Like, they didn't get it. But the reason I share that now is because I couldn't allow their limitations to limit my decisions and what I had decided to do. And so it's so important that there are times when you make a decision, but yet other people's comments, other people's fears and failures and limitations, they start to eat away at you sometimes. And so you have to be very observant of that and make sure that you can say, okay, thank you. I've listened to what you've had to say, but I am still making my, I'm still making waves. I'm still going to press forward. So yes, guarding your mind, developing your mind is fundamental. I cannot stress that enough. Yes. And um, I'm still waiting for you to tell us your origin. <laughs> oh yes. Origin. Yes. Caribbean. So um, my parents are from the Caribbean. So yes, that's my origin. And of course, I, I think I've mentioned to you that um, I was very limited in terms of the knowledge of the many islands that you you have in the Caribbean. How many did you tell me there? Do, do, what was the number? There's so many, aren't they? I don't know how many there are specifically, but I know there's many, many islands um, yeah. in the Caribbean. Beautiful. So we will make it our business to find out how many islands there are, our listeners, and me too as well, because I've always been one of those people who is like, I'm going to the Bahamas, I'm going to Barbados, I'm going to Jamaica, I'm going to St. Kitts, I'm going to St. Lucia, and there are so many others. Mm. You know, so I can't, I can't wait to do my research as well, to go to the same uncle Google and get my answers. So, you know, just um, a little bit on the side right there. Sanchia, I want you to share with our audience right now, what is something exciting that is happening in your business that you'd want to share with them? Because I know many of my listeners would be like, I want to learn this HMO stuff. I need somebody to sort of guide me in this process and help me jump through the hoops and give me direction and give me guidance. Mm. So tell us a little of, of what, what's brewing and or what's cooking in your business so that if it's something that we can align with, we would be absolutely honored and delighted to do that. 
Definitely. In terms of what's exciting, what always excites me is um, mentees who, you know, complete uh, my workshop, the training, and then go on to actually acquire properties for themselves, property management um, portfolios. They they begin to grow businesses, essentially replicating what I've what I've done and what I do. That is something which excites me. Um, just having chats, casual chats with people to share, you know, to unlock that myth of needing money to, to get started in property. Those sorts of things excite me. Um, so if anyone's wanting to reach out, then, you know, they can, I'm sure I'll drop my details shortly, but speaking as well, speaking is something which I'm very passionate about. And again, just going back to the event, the No Limits Conference, being able to speak on the panel and to inspire people in the room and beyond, that is something which excites me. And, you know, I, I hope to be able to share more of my experiences, more of my knowledge so that I can, you know, help help people out there who who think, you know, I need to be rich to get into property. You don't. Yes. And I was just thinking as you spoke that you declare a word and it shall be established. Mm. You set it as one of the goals of the event and even probably outside of the event. You are very clear that speaking is one of the areas that you want to get into. And now look, here yeah. you are. This is a speaking opportunity. Definitely. So if you're listening uh, to this podcast, I want to tell you those dreams were not just given to you randomly. They were given to you because they belong to you. And the person who needs to bring them into fruition to birth them is only you. And as you said in such a lovely way, it really sank in my subconscious mind. She said, do not allow people's limitations to limit your decisions. And something that I say very often is that you really need to understand what a decision is. A decision is, there is no other alternative. For me running my business, and I believe that's the same for Sanchia and serving clients at the level I am. For me, this is it. This is the work that I've been called to do in this season. Yes, I'm evolving. Yes, I'm changing. But in this season, this is it. I don't have a plan A, B, C, D. This is my plan A. And I want each one of us to be very, very, very conscious and very, very, very deliberate about those choices that we make. And once we make that choice, we ride with it to the end, Yes, you know, ride with it to the end. So my question for you based on riding the choice to the end is what is one piece of advice that you would give to someone thinking of leaving the safety, quote unquote, there's no safety anymore. We know that by now, quote unquote, leaving the safety of their corporate job to go into full-time entrepreneurship? What is one piece of advice you would give such an individual? Try not to let your finances limit you too much. Now, I'm going to qualify what I say. Everyone's circumstance, everyone's um, position, financial position is different. But what I would say is when I speak to mentees and you know just people in general, They say, well, you know, I need to have £10,000 or £20,000, for example, sitting in the bank as security or whatever that figure is before I then take the leap. But the thing is, when you get that amount, whatever amount you've placed in your head, when you get it, you're still timid to take the leap. So just think about why it is that you are scared to take the leap. 
So for me, for example, I didn't go straight from being a lawyer to um, full-time in property. That wasn't my story. You know, I, I had started my business whilst I was practicing. I got educated whilst I was practicing and I left the profession, but I did go on to work, you know, agency work and um, to supplement my income. I didn't go into full-time property management. Why? Because my business wasn't generating enough money to sustain me. And so the one piece of advice I would give is, is just to understand why. If you're wanting to leave your job to become you know, your own boss, be very clear on why you want to do it. And don't allow your finances to stop you because it will forever stop you. You will never have enough money to make the leap. Um, so that's my one bit of advice. <laughs> yes, uh, you will never Ever. And I can say that for anything in life, mm. have enough money to mm. make that leap. Same thing. You'll never have enough money to become a mom. Mm. You will never have enough money to become a wife. Yeah. Many times people make decisions based on money. But one thing I'm very grateful for, for in terms of myself, and I don't know if it's a personality thing or how I was brought up, but for me, I make the decision first mm. and then the money follows. Yes. And I have never been let down. I, I remember, and I've shared this very openly, when I signed up with my first mentor, coaching mentor that was over, it's, it's about six years now, well, five years now. And the investment was shy of £7,000, you know, just a little over £7,000. Mm. And when I made that investment, what remained in my account was £35. Wow. After I, I literally gave them everything. But I made a decision. My stomach was literally flying away. I was <laughs> so scared. I could feel my stomach in knots. I could feel my heart palpitating. Mm. I could feel literally like my hair was standing on, on. It was crazy. Let's just put it that way. And as I looked at that 35 pounds, I made a decision. This 35 pounds mm. is what I have right now. But that 7,500 I've put is the seed. Mm. It's a seed that I have planted for my future. Yes. And I know, and I know, and I know without a shadow of a doubt that this decision I have made is probably the best decision I will ever make. And as I sit here recording this podcast, I could cry mm. because that investment has come hundred times or many, many times over. Mm. And when I think about it, I ask me, when I think about the notion or the thought that that amount would have stopped me from doing this, yeah. that because that money would be the reason for me not leaving my purpose. Mm. I literally, literally bowl mm. because the, the people I have impacted, the lives I have changed, the way God has used me through that one decision mm. is something that cannot count for money. Priceless. It is priceless. I cannot put money to it. Mm. And I've gone and invested triple, four times that easily. And I don't blink when I'm doing that. Why? Because there's always a new level you move into. That first level, I know for me, most people will be like, she did what the first mm -hmm. time? But for me, as I said, I'm not attached to money because I know I can make money. I have a brilliant mind and I know how to use the resources within me 
to be a money maker. I am a money magnet. Yes. And those are the kind of affirmations that I want to speak. But before I hand over to you, Sanchia, because I want you to, say, to add something to that, I want to say this. As Sanchia said, do not let Joanne's way of doing things be your way of doing things. We do not all have the same pockets or opportunities to do these things. Obviously, I had the advantage that I have a spouse who, if things went the opposite direction, at least I know mm. uh, that my husband would still look after me. You know what I mean? Quote, unquote. But I, it had to be me mm. making that decision for me that this is what I want to do. I made it from my my heart. I did not need to consult with anybody. I just did it. And as Sanchez said, sometimes we make decisions from our heart, but little do we know that some of those decisions can actually trigger other people mm. or there are decisions that can make people wonder, are you losing your mind? How could you do those, that kind of thing? And I, when, when I shared with a couple of people, they were absolutely livid. Like, who is this person you're giving all that money? Do you know what I could do if you gave me that money? And, you know, people's opinions. But I was so glad mm. that I did not consult anybody other than the one who created me. Yes. I said when I was given my calling, it wasn't a conference call. It was between me and my creator. So by mm. the time I was making this decision, I knew without a shadow of a doubt, that it was the best decision for me. So what my caveat is here is that that was my decision for me. So you make, you listener, make your decision for you. The decision that feels right, but never ever stop yourself from leaving the fullest of your purpose and your calling because of that fear of losing money. You can always make money. You're a money magnet. You're a money maker. You can do this. You can absolutely do this. Sancho, you wanted to say something. Please go ahead, my love. Everything you've said, I can relate to 100%. Just going back to those emotions of your stomach churning, you know, your hair standing <laughs> up on, on, on end and feeling nauseous, feeling why? Why have this seven and a half K left my account to go where? You know, looking at that 35 pounds left, I can relate to all of that because I had a similar experience as well when I invested a, a little bit more than that actually in on, um, I think it was my first or my second training course. And that feeling of, oh my goodness, what have I just done? And if I'm honest, you should never lose the essence of that feeling because it's when you're out of your comfort zone, that is when things start to happen. Because Seeing that money leave my account, I felt, I felt it. And I was saying, listen, Sanchez, you're going to have to make this money back. You're going to use it to your advantage and you're going to make it work. That was my decision. Money is a tool. It is a tool. As you said, Juan, not to be attached to money. It is a resource. It's a renewable resource. You give it, you receive it. And so that's another thing I'd say, just Use money as a tool. Don't worry, you can go into your garden, pick it off a tree. You know, it comes from trees. <laughs> but use money as a tool, honestly. And lastly, the thing that you said, Joanne, it, you said when you had your calling, it wasn't a conference call. It was between you and God. 
And it's so important. Do you think I told anyone the amount of money that I invested in my property education at the time? I didn't. Why? Because they would think I was even crazier. You know, they thought I was crazy leaving my job as it is and then investing thousands upon thousands in a course. I didn't consult anybody because I didn't need other people's opinions. I didn't need other people's input. It was my decision. So going back to what you said, Joanne, make a decision for yourself. So for those of you listening, make whatever decision it is for yourself and then take action based on that. We're not saying here, you know, you need to invest tens of thousands. We're not saying that at all. We're just sharing our story. That's our story. So make a decision for yourself and don't feel like you have to consult everybody. Of course, there are people that you should consult. You know what's best for you, but do not allow other people's limitations to limit yourself. Oh, that is such a powerful way to lead (laughs) us to the end of this wonderful, wonderful podcast. And why I love podcasting, and I'm just going to throw this out there, is I learned so much. It is such a valuable tool. You know, as you're speaking, my mind is opening up, you know. Mm. I recently have made an investment in, in, in a new coach, a new business mentor. And I realized that the emotions are not what they were at that time. It was an easy decision Mm. because I've worked on me. So when she said the figure, I could see she was waiting for some maybe resistance or or me saying, oh my God, all this, it's a lot of money. No, I knew exactly like you said at the beginning. And that's why this comes full circle where we started from. I knew this is what I needed for my life and my business right now. So for me, it was a no-brainer decision. Mm. And the next thing I did is, let's go to my account. I'm going to do the transfer now. And I did it with confidence and I did it with faith and I did it with a full conviction that this is what my next level is right now. Mm. Now, with that said, Sanchi, I want to hear from you. What does the next level on purpose mean to you? What does the next level on purpose mean to you? Next level on purpose. When I read that, when I say that, it means being intentional, being intentional about what that next level is. What is it that I'm wanting to do next? And for me, it is speaking more. It is in whatever capacity it is. Um, So that's that's definitely um, something which I'm passionate about and pursuing. And um, just being proactive with it, being proactive with it, being open to opportunities that come and being open to providing people with opportunities as well. So that's that's my next level on purpose, being passionate and intentional about what it is that I'm doing and um, who it is that I'm helping. That is so good. I love the bit that you said about being proactive and open with opportunities. And doing the same for others, that as you receive and opportunities come from you that you could potentially give to other people. And that's where the law of reciprocity comes in. Very important. I believe that the evolution of any human being, and we've used this word over and over again today, requires Mm. us to understand the law of reciprocity. So I'm very grateful, Sanchia, that you have honored me and my audience by coming and sharing such 
powerful, powerful, powerful gems. I've understood finally what an HMO is. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't, we have spoken about the power uh, of networks. We have spoken about money being a tool and a mm. resource. We have spoken about matters mindset. We have also spoken a lot about what it means to move from the corporate space into doing that which we love to do. We've spoken about core beliefs and how to dismantle some mm. of those fixed mindsets that are probably blocking us from moving into our next level. We have talked about being proactive in our own lives, not waiting for people and places and things to be perfect for us to move forward, but us being very deliberate and taking charge, taking the bull by the horns, because this is our one life. I tell my clients, this is your one royal life. You need to live it with boldness and courage. But most importantly, is never losing the essence of who we are, mm -hmm. never losing the essence of who we have been called to be in the grander scheme of things and going out into the world and being just that. So Sanchia, I'd want to hear your parting shot for the our listeners, for the audience. What's your parting shot for us? One quote which I absolutely love is by Winston Churchill. And he says, success is going from failure to failure with enthusiasm. Now, for the listeners on here who are wanting to transition from whatever it is, from, what, from one place to another, just know that there will be elements, there will be seasons that you will fail. And it is a part of the journey. It's a part of success. And so do not be too disheartened. Do not quit too early. Do not quit at all. Um, just know that if you continue to pursue and harness all those failures, all those down settings, all those setbacks, you will be successful. And successful is it's such a subjective term, whatever success means to you. Um, but just know that you will get there. You will get there. Um, so that's my parting shot. Thank you. And there you have it. I'm not going to dilute those words. <laughs> They've been so potent. Winston Churchill said it. Sanchia Miller said it. And John McCurry <laughs> will now say it. Success is going from failure to failure without losing your enthusiasm. Mm. So as we wind up this session, I'm going to say thank you so much, Sanchia, for just being such a beautiful light to us. And until the next episode of the Next Level on Purpose podcast, we will love you and leave you. And I will have Sanchia and myself say goodbye together. Sanchia, let's tell them goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, yeah, thank you. Beautiful. Until next time, everybody, we will love you and leave you and can wait for our next guest. Keep your eyes locked in the podcast. Share this out to your friends. You never know who will need this information. This is very, very solid information that could potentially transform and change the trajectory of somebody's life. Be the salt and the light. See you next time and God bless. Music